think and grow rich. How simple it sounds, isn't it? Yet so powerful. This book written by Napoleon Hill centers around the idea that success in any endeavor can be reached through mental visualization and imagination. To put it in simple terms, you can become anything that your mind deems possible. As a result, your mind becomes the one thing that can either stop you or propel you towards becoming the best version of yourself. And since this podcast is all about helping you get to your next level in business, sales and life, we are discussing today's episode about two powerful aspects of our mind, mindset and mindfulness. So let's dive in. Fall in love with selling as you acquire the right mindset, selling style and sales process that helps you take your business solution to the more prospects, potential clients and the world at large. If you are a women entrepreneur who is looking to manage and grow her business for more sales, scale and sustainability, then you have reached the right place. I'm Roshni Baronia, your host for the show Ace the Sales, which is all about helping you bring your true and complete self to each sales conversation. Intentions are dominant thoughts and are more powerful than you can imagine. They determine your actions and dictate your reality. When you hold a strong intention for long enough and let it propel you into taking the right action, the whole universe supports you. I quote these lines from the book, How to Stop Overthinking in Three Minutes, authored by my dear friend Saloni Singh, who is joining me as a co-host today to discuss all about mindset and mindfulness. I've known Saloni for quite a few years as a life and mindfulness coach, but her journey to being a mindfulness and life coach is a very interesting one. She has transformed from a gynecologist to a coach by asking questions to self and listening to answers with utmost silence. In fact, even today, Saloni manages to move herself out of the digital chaos to find solace and silence by switching off from social media for 12 straight days. And I'll be honest that this recording of the episode had to wait because Saloni was on a digital detox. This is very sage-like, Saloni. What do you have to say about it? Oh, thank you so much, Roshni, for your kind words. <laughs> I have been on a journey to really know myself, I think, for a very long time now. And I think we all are. And I realized something a few years back, actually, in year 2017, when I went for a Vipassana silent retreat for 10 days. And uh, when I came back, I really felt I was a different person. I was more alive, more connected with myself, with others, and with my work, with life uh, overall. As you know, in Vipassana silent retreats for 10 days, uh, you know, you're completely out of touch with the world. 
They're not allowed phone on this retreat. So when I came back, really, I just did not feel like, you know, going back to my busy routine, working, <laughs> social media and everything. So I really felt like uh, taking a break. So uh, for a whole month, I was off work and was just savoring that experience of stillness and really wanted to dive deeper. I really loved that centeredness, you know, when I came back to work, that actually reflected in my work, even when I, the way I was writing in social media. And an interesting thing happened at that time. I started getting clients who were also in alignment with the spiritual work I was doing. They were looking to become more aware, more mindful. And to my surprise, I had not blogged or written anything on social media for almost three months. I was not networking, wow. not meeting even anyone. And no still, social media for I'm, three months? Yeah, wow. at that time, yeah. Awesome. And, uh, <laughs> interestingly, number of my clients, the quality of my work actually improved exponentially during that time. So that, that was uh, something surprising. And that made me realize that the more I grew, the more my coaching practice grows as well. So that's, that was a reason I got inspired to take regular breaks because it really helped. It was about disconnecting from the world to connect with myself. So every year I take two digital breaks, uh, around 10 to 15 days in June and in December when my children also have school break. And the intention I have is to be really present, to connect with myself, my loved ones. And this time really rejuvenates me and helps me center myself and refocus on my top priorities and boost my creativity as well. Wow. Yeah, yeah. of course. Uh, this uh, so much of uh, self-reflection and uh, being centered gives you that uh, creative boost, intellectual boost to do what's important. So uh, that's, I'm just curious to know uh, this uh, right book, idea or writing about the book was that also an outcome of the digital detoxes that you had went on <laughs> no no <laughs> the book was actually no not from the detox actually yeah the book actually was completely inspired uh, by my amazing clients from last two three years I noticed a pattern that most of my clients were coming to me, they were actually wanting help, whether for stress, whether for anxiety, overwhelm, parenting challenges, or any other relationship challenges. But the underlying issue was that they were thinking too much, overanalyzing and comparing themselves with others. And my work was around helping them stop overthinking, become more aware, and still within, become more mindful of their thoughts, their words, and their actions. I have actually shared a couple of my case studies as well in the book. So the whole experience was uh, quite surreal for me. And uh, how about you? How did you get to writing your book? I, I know you've written a book. Can you yeah. tell me more about that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So uh, like your book is about uh, mindfulness and uh, overthinking. So for me, uh, it was all about talking on mindset and sales. So usually people don't put these two things together in a, the same bucket. People never think mm -hmm. that uh, mindset is something which is to be talked about in the realm of sales. Because whenever you hear the word sales, all that comes to mind is growth, 
numbers, being very talkative, going out there, meeting people, uh, conversions, and all those of uh, technical things. So yes, of course, sales is all about that. But, uh, but then it's not always easy for everyone to go out there and do selling. It's not easy for everyone to uh, go on the rooftop and shout on top of their voices that their product or service is the best. Yeah, I can relate with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because, uh, but yeah, uh, as a business owner, every one of us is required to do selling, but it doesn't come so easily. And it is for, because of a lot of deep-rooted reasons. It is rooted in our personality, our beliefs, our social conditioning. And that is what I had observed in my interactions with so many women entrepreneurs. So I took it upon myself to write on this subject of sales mindset. But the first challenge that I encountered was actually writing of the book because this is the first time for me to write any book. And uh, so, yeah, it was like, I didn't know how to start, where to start from. And being the action taker that I am, I tried to find out a solution for it. And the solution that I uh, found and which came to me was given to me by my coach, which is a 10M process. So in this 10M process, you just devote 10 minutes each day on one task and finish it in respect to the entire big project that you have at hand. So it was literally making those small efforts, taking small actions, mm -hmm. bite-sized advances each day. So some days I was just scribbling out the topics, other day I was researching on them, or maybe another day I was just calling someone and talking about what was their perspective on sales mindset. And so and so forth, I keep kept on doing uh, daily small advances. And in month of in a time period of three months, I was actually able to publish the book. So so yeah, so that wow. was uh, my my episode and experience with uh, writing the entire book. And um, but yeah, like I faced the first uh, contradiction of putting sales and mindset in the same bucket. I think it's the same for uh, mindfulness and uh, overthinking also. Like people do not draw a direct correlation to mindfulness and overthinking. So let us know what, what is the connection? How do they correlate? So as uh, I have actually chapter as well in my book that mindfulness actually is an antidote for overthinking. Oh. So they are completely like inversely, you know, proportional. When we are thinking too much, actually we are being mindless. So overthinking is literally mindlessness because uh, because the word mindful, I think sometimes give a confusing idea to people. It's not being full in your mind. It's not thinking too much. Rather, it's about really being still within, being aware of your thoughts, of your feelings, why you're doing what you're doing. And as you said, putting 10 minutes for a simple task, as you mentioned in the book. Mm -hmm. So this is about really when you are with the task, being fully present with that task, which means you are not thinking too much, rather you are fully present with all your senses, with your heart, with your mind, with your body in that moment. So it tests the correlation. So the more mindful we become, 
it's, it's my experience with myself and with many of my clients as well that our thoughts actually start subsiding and uh, we actually have more constructive and less lesser thoughts when we are being mindful and focused on one particular activity. Mm. So can you share any yeah. of the examples of uh, how one can be mindful, maybe in context of businesses, relationships, or life on a daily basis? How can one be mindful? Sure, sure. First of all, it's very important to really understand that uh, quality of our work, our relationships and our life really depends upon how present we are in that moment, how aware we are of why we are saying what we are saying or what is our intention, why we are doing what we are doing, rather than just being, you know, on an autopilot and living life unconsciously. So mindfulness is really becoming conscious of your life, really living a conscious life. So simple steps that I recommend in the book as well. The first thing is to slow down, really slow down. Yeah, just focus on the task at hand. So if you are, for example, sitting with your child or your partner and you're listening, just be there fully, just listen. So you, you're not thinking in your head that, oh, I had to send that email or I have to make dinner or whatever. So really being fully present and listening is a beautiful, you know, a gift to the person if we can be fully present with the person who is with us. Then any then the second step can be just paying attention to the activities like when we are eating or when we are drinking tea. And uh, we can be fully present with the food or with a drink really with all our senses smelling that you know the aroma really tasting it really being with it rather than again because most of the time when we are having a tea or coffee we are thinking in our mind we are not present with that you know drink it might be as nourishing as it would be but still we are somewhere just scrolling the news daily news so yeah. we've always put yeah. newspaper news and tea together but that's a very that's uh, different thought that you, when you are drinking tea, you should just do that. Yeah, then the tea becomes really like a meditation. And the third thing can be that practicing mindful meditation, which is uh, usually just sitting with yourself and really experiencing the stillness, focusing on your breath, really becoming one with your breath. So when we actually put them together, practicing meditation, slowing down and being mindful, slowly and slowly we start becoming really mindful in our life. Yeah. So these are the steps which we can follow to become mindful. These are so so beautiful. Uh, like slow down. Thank you. And uh, being mindful about mindful. whatever you're having right there, like maybe a tea, maybe a coffee, your food, what you are putting in your mouth, you have to be mindful about that. And then the meditation. That's right. Nice. Yeah. And I know you have talked about the five-step framework in your book, right, Roshni? So tell me more about that. What is that? Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for asking that. In fact, um, yeah. So like I shared uh, earlier that I am an action taker kind of a person. So I do mm -hmm. all the planning, have all the processes and then take action. So that is actually has been the journey for my business growth and whatever I have done in my business. And that's what uh, has made me evolve this five-step framework. 
which is uh, analyze, energize, strategize, improvise, and revise. So when it comes to selling, there are certain aspects of sales activities that people don't like. Maybe it is going out there and meeting people or calling your prospects or following up with your clients or putting yourself out there on social media, pitching your products to clients, whatever it might be. So different people do not like different parts of the sales process or the sales activities. So you first need to sit down with yourself and analyze what is it and what part of the sales process or the sales activities is troubling you. So that's the first step, analyze and identify the problem. Okay. The second is energize. This is about finding the courage, finding the positive motivation, like reading relevant books, enhancing your knowledge, listening to a podcast like this, so or taking a coaching for that matter. So whatever energizes and prepares you to do those sales activities. And at the third step, you do strategize. This is when you make a choice. And this is the most powerful and the courageous part. Because here, you make a choice and take consistent actions. At the fourth step, you improvise. So you monitor your progress and even acknowledge yourself for the efforts made. Because self-motivation is the best motivation. And lastly, revise, which is rinse and repeat the process and this is the sure shot formula for consistent growth that whatever works for you whatever you find has given you results you rinse and repeat that process that is a five-step framework for revolutionizing your sales mindset uh, elaboration on it is mentioned in the ebook and along with that there are also seven limiting beliefs and four superpowers that women have in selling surely sounds wonderful yeah i think i must try yeah in fact i think you were mentioning about earlier uh, taking mindful actions on a daily basis like having a cup of tea a mindful cup of tea so in fact that has become a part of my daily process uh, i wouldn't say i'm following it 100 percent, but on most of the days i'm able to have that mindful uh, cup of green tea that i have early in the morning all by myself because that's my me time and this mindful tea has become a part of it so i'm so glad that uh, uh, I got that from your book. Lovely. Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> I'm so happy to hear that. Yeah. In fact, uh, this, I think, is, uh, is a question which uh, was arising in my mind also when we were thinking and uh, conceptualizing this episode. And I'm sure it is a thing on other people's mind also that what is the difference between mindfulness and mindset is it the same is it different what is it wow this is really an interesting question roshni yeah nobody has ever asked me this before yeah i really like that <laughs> so i think you're right there is confusion in people's minds about it too actually mindset and mindfulness are quite distinct from each other I would define mindset as a set of beliefs. As you mentioned, there are beliefs people have hold about sales, about different things, about themselves. 
process and and the thought process that runs you know over life because uh, our mindset actually determines our behavior our attitude and outlook towards life for example a person with a rigid and fixed mindset is attached to her or his ideas and they are not open to others ideas to new things while a person with growth mindset and a flexible mindset is open to new ideas understanding new things others and grow while mindfulness on the other hand is the practice of noticing our mindset so it's a practice of paying attention to our mindset paying attention to our judgments our attachments and uh, as uh, you know john kabat-zinn who is known as father of mindfulness he defined mindfulness as paying attention to the present moment in a particular way with no judgment with huge compassion and curiosity so it is the ability to become aware of our preoccupation our identification with the thoughts constantly to realize that we are not our thoughts and to create space actually between us and our thoughts so that we become the observer of our thoughts and uh, we become an observer of our mindset so uh, we can say that having an open mindset and practicing mindfulness they can be complementary to each other and they can actually lead to higher growth in life relationship business and everything actually yeah wow that is so beautifully put having an open mindset and uh, practicing mindfulness along yeah. with it they, they yeah. are complementary so beautifully put thank you so much thank you yeah i'm sure uh, uh, these were some great takeaways from your sharings uh, on this episode so uh, tell us saloni where can everyone find your book so my book is available currently on amazon kindle roshni and soon it will be available on my website salonising.com as well and uh, thank you for asking this year awesome in fact i will mention that link in the show notes so people you can go and grab it right now because i really have benefited it uh, a lot from it and you should definitely get that book and as you know my ebook is available for a free download as a pdf on roshniboronia.com/ebook and the kindle version is again available on amazon links will be mentioned in the show notes and lastly saloni what is the best way to connect with you the best way to connect with me via is via email so which is connect@salonising.com and uh, listeners uh, can find me on social media as well on facebook and linkedin i am very active there <laughs> So yeah I loved having this conversation with you Saloni we I really enjoyed this conversation about mind mindfulness and mindset it was lovely so people do connect with uh, Saloni on uh, salonising.com take care Saloni and see you again Yeah thank you so much for inviting me and I just want to say I'm truly grateful and I really enjoyed our time together it was a wonderful conversation thank you so thank much Thank you thank you bye Bye-bye. Thank you so much for investing your time listening to this episode. If there is any aha moment or insight that you had from this show, do share it as a review on the link given in show notes. The best way to show your love to me 
is to take a screenshot of this episode right now and post it on your Instagram and tag me at Roshni underscore Baronia. And although I know you might have already done it, but if not, do subscribe to the show and make sure that you do not miss the any future episodes.